Where it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Boy, here we go on a Thursday, live in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents all across the great state of Mississippi. I'm Matt Beavers here. Thank goodness you're here. we got a show, and you can be a part of it, and I hope you will be a part of today's show. Text me or call me or Comment today on the live feed, the Mary West live stream, whatever you, you or however you're consuming the show, get on in here and be a part of it. I hope you will be. I give you numbers and all that kind of stuff coming up. It is Thursday, so the page has now been turned. Wait, 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 time out. Hold on, time out. It's Wednesday. Hold on, it's Wednesday. See, I needed something to wake me up. It's not Thursday, it's Wednesday. Did I, how many times did I say Thursday? So I need a little wake-up, a little pep talk, a little pick-me-up, and I'll get it from the JSU Sonic. Boom! No, it's Wednesday, so the page is squarely being turned now to the look ahead. And this is a shortened week for this radio show because I ain't going to be here on Friday. Uh, Friday's a travel day. you got to go to Columbia, South Carolina. Getting ready for Bulldogs and Gamecocks. And so that'll be a travel day on Friday. So tomorrow will kind of be like a Friday. Maybe that's why today kind of feels like a Thursday for years, truly. All right, and the question is, the question is, who's going to win this weekend? Do you got uh, the Colorado Buffs or the Oregon Ducks? Who is it? What about, uh, is it Hogs or Tigers in Baton Rouge? Clemson, Florida State, all that kind of stuff. Here you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much to the Sonic Boom. On the Murray West live thread over here on YouTube, Sven threw a little German at us. Bit boom to wake peoples up. <laughs> That's it. And uh, regarding Colorado and Oregon, it's at Oregon at Autzen Stadium. And Sven said, Hail State, everyone. Colorado will not win at Autzen Stadium. They are simply not deep enough. And without Travis Hunter, uh, Alabama, it says he says, will win an ugly one. That's the other question. Rebs are tied. Who you got? All right. Colorado or Oregon? You got... Crimson Tide or Johnny Reb? Who you got? Bama, he says Bama's going to win an ugly game. This is Sven. He said he doesn't trust Kiffin in big games. You know, and let's just say this, though, Sven. I mean, if Alabama wins any game right now, we expect it, based on what we've seen the last two weeks, you kind of expect it to be ugly. They're not doing anything in a pretty fashion right now, are they? <laughs> not, not in any stretch. So get them on in here. You can uh, be like Sven and comment on the Murray West live thread. It pops up right here. Just type it in if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Post it, comment. It pops up right here. I can see it. We can bring it in on the show. See what your question or your comment is. I'd love to hear from you. However, you can also text the show 
on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I finished up one package of jalapeno and cheddar this morning at breakfast. I'll be opening a new one tomorrow. 885-3776. That's the number to text, 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. And uh, you can also call me. I get to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It's 995-1059. Remember the number. Commit it to memory. Jot it down. <laughs> stick it in your wallet. 995-1059. And love to hear from you. So get them on in here. Who do you got? Let's start looking through the weekend. Big games all over the place. Interesting games. Um, you like Colorado at Oregon? Or you like Oregon hosting Colorado? What about uh, what about Alabama and Ole Miss? More on that coming up in just a bit. Your texts forthcoming. Now, I do want to mention this. Uh, Debbie, who is a regular listener and viewer here on the Murray West live thread, she's on Facebook, and she commented and said, Hail State in memory of my sweet cousin, Keith Ritchie. Keith, a, he's from New Albany. He's a Tupelo resident. Uh, I've known Keith for a long time. We worked together at WTVA Television in Tupelo. We went to church together here in Tupelo. I'd see him just about every Sunday morning for as long as I can remember as we would pass in the halls each Sunday morning at church. And and uh, we'd always stop, you know, and talk a little bit about baseball or softball or, or you know, football or whatever, basketball. And uh, a sweet, sweet soul, Keith Ritchie, he passed away this weekend uh, unexpectedly. And uh, Keith was not a very tall guy. And uh, so lovingly, somewhere along the way, they gave him the nickname Smurf. So we all knew him at work uh, at WTVA all those years as Smurf. Um, But y'all pray for his wife, Jennifer. And uh, they did not have children. Uh, pray, Pray for his wife, Jennifer, and his family. A sweet, sweet soul. Keith uh, was just a special, special guy. And I sure did love seeing him. I sure am going to miss seeing him. Um, And you're right, Debbie. uh, Probably the biggest, there's just not a bigger state fan anywhere. (laughs) I don't think I've ever met one. And bless his heart. He was really a lovable guy and and loved by so many. We're all going to miss him around here. And so, Debbie, to you and the rest of the family, please tell them my sincere uh, prayers for peace and comfort. There is no question that Keith knew the Lord Jesus one on one, and there's no question that's uh, what he's in, that he's enjoying that relationship right now. All right, uh, let's hit it. We got football and other stuff. Let's see. Mark commented on the Murray West live thread and said Ducks and Tide. Okay, so he's going with Oregon to beat Colorado, and he thinks uh, Alabama is going to beat Ole Miss. I ain't too sure about Alabama. Uh, and I'm not trying to talk, you know, reverse jinx that thing either. Uh, I really am not too sure about them after you've seen them these last couple of weeks. Now, they are going back to, you know, the quarterback played against Texas, Jalen Milrow, and he is some more athlete. But, you know, the question is, do you see Alabama's defense in Tuscaloosa really hindering the Ole Miss offense? You know, and, and even in years past when Alabama had some great teams, they haven't really hindered the Ole Miss offense that much. They've had some games where they outscored them, but do you look at this Alabama team and see them as capable of outscoring anybody in a shootout? 
No, I don't. And so that's why, to me, I look at it and go, you know, I don't know that Alabama has the firepower offensively to outscore them. But, you know, we'll see. I've, I've had a lot of other times where it's kind of like when I was looking at that Ole Miss and Tulane game. Ole Miss being a team that sometimes we talk about them here, but I don't get to watch them play very much. And when I don't get to see it live, I don't spend any time in the week going back to watch them, you know, on the, except on the rare occasion. So I'm kind of talking on reputation. And like that Tulane deal, you know, the, just based on reputation, I watched a little bit of Tulane, had not seen them at all, and you thought, well, surely Ole Miss is going to line up in here and blow them off the ball and just run a ball at them with that half-a-million-dollar running back. They <laughs> but they couldn't do it and, and didn't do it. They, but they did find a way to win the game. You know, so there maybe they have some other parts of their team or other areas that might be a little overrated, but I think that quarterback at Ole Miss is is underrated. And I felt like that last year, uh, when a lot of other people were on his case for one reason uh, or another. All right. Over to the text line, the country pleasing text line. Eight eight five three seven seven six. Tyga says, Good afternoon, Mr. Wyatt. Would you please ask your audience to pray for LSU defensive back Greg Brooks? Yes, we will. And I saw that too, Tyga. He missed the game last week due to a medical emergency. His family released a statement today saying that he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. He had surgery, had it removed, and now they're waiting for test results from the biopsy. I mean, and you talk, I read a little bit of that, Tyga, and, you know, a young guy who, am I right, Tyga, didn't he transfer there from, like, Arkansas? I know it seems like he transferred there from another school, but anyway, young guy, still, obviously, who just out of the blue, it's something going on. It's a brain tumor. He's had surgery uh, really quickly, and so wishing him all the best. And let's add, uh, on Tyga's request, let's add him and his family uh, to the prayer list. Jason, what is up? Out in Flagstaff, Arizona says, no clue. I think Oregon is always overrated, so I want them finished. But, he says, if Colorado wins, they'll just replace them being ridiculously overrated. <laughs> um, funny how you frame that because, yeah, I mean, I've seen that too. We've seen that. A lot of years where Oregon was sort of overrated throughout the year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, you know, going on the road, and it is true that certainly it's it's got to affect Colorado to go play without Travis Hunter on the road in that atmosphere. But I tell you, you know, the great equalizer a lot seems to be that quarterback Shadur Sanders. Man, he's just he's the real deal. He processes everything so well. I know Colorado State forced him into a mistake, but Hardly anybody else has. And really strong arm, super accurate, and just kind of has, he's got command of the game. You know, where the protection is, he knows it. He feels it when it's not there. He understands timing and getting it away and accurate throws, even though he can't get his feet set. And you know, mechanics are really good, which, you know, and just really tight and well coached, which leads to a lot to his accuracy. So he's sort of the equalizer in that thing. And look at Bo Nix on the other side for Oregon. Isn't he a great story? Well, so far he is, right? You know, he was at Auburn, played as a freshman. Played his first year there as a true freshman. And, you know, dad played there. Everybody knows him. He's from the state of Alabama. So it's like that legacy kid. And 
He did a lot of good things. Of course, beat Oregon in that first game, you know, had that, that crazy play. But then over the course of his career, you know, people really got on his case and talked about he couldn't throw and all these different things. But if you you could see it, then anybody with an objective eye, even back then when Bo Nix was playing at Auburn, you could see, man, he spends a good majority of the time running for his life. That offensive line they had at Auburn those years was so spotty. They had talent, too. They had, like, one kid who was a tackle, a big-time draft pick. But it was so spotty. And, and there was never any, like, consistent, solid protection in front of Bo Nix and the style of offense they were running. Had him moving around and doing all kinds of different stuff. Well, he goes to Oregon, and, you know, they've got a cohesive unit in front of him and around him, and he's really playing well and is a super-duper threat, too. State grad 98 is making no bones about it. Pulling for Colorado, but I think Oregon beats him by two, two touchdowns. And he says, I hope Bama wins by 50. <laughs> Got it, State grad. We know how you feel. He's really pulling for Bama in this one. Let's see. Somebody texts, look at this. Somebody texts the show and says, hey, y'all, I'm getting some very high-pitched, faint noise, and I can't tell if it's related to your broadcast, but I don't seem to be getting it on other stations. All right, thanks for letting us know. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> Where are you right now? Nick texts the show, and he goes, uh, Colorado, he says, Nick does, is a lot like the Rebs. They could likely lose three straight. It gets real now, and as far as state goes, if it's more of the same, we likely don't win a conference game. This is from Nick, who says, but other than that, Matt, it's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have thrown in there, right? Bulldogs and Gamecocks, who's going to win that one? Uh, okay, and Tyga followed up regarding Greg Brooks, who we need to pray for. He had the brain tumor removed, plays for LSU. He said he's originally from Louisiana, but he went to Arkansas out of high school. Played a couple of years there, transferred to LSU when Brian Kelly got the job. He said he's by far LSU's best, most experienced player in the secondary, and that's according to Tyga. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Jason says with Ala he didn't by the way, just again, friendly reminder, Jason does not refer to them as Alabama. He calls them Alabubba. He says with Alabama having two running backs averaging five yards a carry. You think they'll go back to the pre-Jalen Hurts offense and just bludgeon people, control the ball, wear defenses down, then beat them over the top late? I kind of expect that. Well, you know, Jason, let's think about it. An offensive line that, you know, to some degree against Texas and all have, have – they've done okay in a run-blocking area. They've done okay there, and they are big and athletic. Their breakdowns have been in pass pro, particularly at center. They've had issues in pass protection. Yeah. And, you know, playing a team like Ole Miss who will really go fast and really go up-tempo, and even with the new clock rules, they're going to figure out a way to, even on an average day, run a lot of plays. Then, yeah, if you could snap your fingers and just get exactly what you want, you're an Alabama fan, I think you would. Yeah, we run the ball. We shorten the game and chew up a lot of clock. We run the ball at them. If you average three and a half yards of carry, those are first downs. So you're getting first downs and just staying on the field, keep the ball away from them. Then I, and, and then by, by virtue of doing that, you're probably able to also leverage the speed of the quarterback, Jalen Milrow, even a little more. So 
maybe. But one thing we have seen, too, is he will commit turnovers. He did it last year. He did it in the game against Texas. And that has been sort of the keys to victory for teams that have come in there and upset Alabama over the years is creating turnovers. And, and Ole Miss knows that as well or better than anybody else. The real unnamed texter says if Colorado wins without Travis Hunter, hand coach uh, of the year to primetime, I agree. I mean, they're 3-0. and If you go 4-0 and by going to a top-10 Oregon team at Autzen Stadium and winning without Travis Hunter, go I, hey, real unnamed, go ahead and give it to him now. Why even debate? I'm right there with you. And we got a lot of people around here that don't like him, okay? Let's just say that for the record. There's some that don't like Coach Prime and really don't like him. I don't have any personal experience with Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, any at all during the time that he was at Jackson State or anything else. I'm just observing from a distance, and I find myself pulling for him. I just do. J-Rock, he's getting that noise also. Yeah, see, so some of y'all thought that your hearing aids needed a new battery, but that's not it. <laughs> that's apparently not it. Um, Denzel texts the show. Oregon wins by 35. Bama wins by 10. Really? Now, if you're picking Oregon to beat Colorado, you got them winning by 35 points? Denzel does. Uh, State grad 98 says he also wants A&M and Auburn to both lose this weekend. He says, I know they play each other, but I want them both to lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of ugly games, if you go back and look, no um, division foes have played uglier games over the last several years than AM and Auburn when they get together. You talk about ugly games. All right, so here it is. This is just sort of setting the table. This is not running it down and going through all the games. I'm just setting the table, all right? So the Ole Miss-Alabama game is the 2.30 CBS. And that's one of those where, you know, it's in Tuscaloosa. They're, they're back to the first quarterback. You know, one of Ole Miss's problems last year was that in the early part of the year when they didn't play any really good teams, they looked a lot like they've looked this year. And then when they ran up against, you know, teams that had better athletes than them or even comparable, they started losing games. And so I think that affects how people look at them and stuff, too. I mean, I, I look at them and feel like they've got the offensive weapons that if they you know, have a decent day, they're going to move the ball and score some. The key is, does Ole Miss have defensively what it takes to you know, defend Alabama and their athletes if Milrow goes in there and starts and has a good day and doesn't turn it over? But you know, one turnover, lay it on the ground, throw it to him here, there, and it's game on. That's the way I see it. What do they have? They got Alabama's like a touchdown favorite in the game. Something like that. Uh, Tennessee's going to host UTSA there, so that's coming off a loss for them. UTSA is one and two. I mentioned Arkansas is at LSU. That's a six o'clock game on ESPN, so it's kind of a primetime deal around the country. Florida's going to host Charlotte. Uh, Georgia's hosting UAB this weekend. Big deal, huh? 6.30 ESPN, too. Now pick your score there. Uh, Michigan's going to host Rutgers at 11 a.m. on the Big Ten Network. That'll be a likely blowout. Also at 11 on ABC, Clemson is hosting Florida State. Now, 
Florida State is really good and has looked really good. Florida State has that you know, incredible win in week one over LSU. They wore that really good LSU team down and just beat them, right? Would it surprise anybody if a top five Florida State went to Clemson against an unranked, kind of struggling a little bit Clemson team and figured out a way to lose it? Would it surprise anybody? Like, really surprise you? See, I don't think it would. I bet it wouldn't. Uh, 11 a.m. on Fox, you're going to get Oklahoma at Cincinnati. And so here you go. The You will not have to stay up into the wee hours to be able to watch this one. Uh, Colorado at Oregon. It's a 2.30 Central Time kickoff on ABC. That's what I'm seeing. Is that right? 2.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, also at 2.30 on Fox, it's 22nd-ranked UCLA at 11th-ranked Utah. Others... Temple is hosting Miami. Ah, ranked game in the Pac-12. You're not going to be able to say that much longer. 6 o'clock Saturday night on Fox. 14th ranked Oregon State at 21st ranked Washington State in Pullman. Texas goes to Baylor. Ohio State, Notre Dame. There's your game on NBC 630 Saturday night. Two top 10 teams, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Who do you have? Who do you have? Irish or Buckeyes? We're just getting started with you on this Turn the Page Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Mr. Beaver. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Man, I just got to say. I just got to say that there are a few things I enjoy more than during football season. I hear us come back on the air and I take just before we had to start talking, a big old gulp of this hot coffee in my mug right here. And that hot coffee, I take a big gulp and it goes down and warms me up from the inside out. I mean, it's just what I needed right now. Just what I needed. Hot coffee from High Point. See the logo? See it? From High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi, go to highpointroasters.com. I went on there this morning and ordered myself some coffee this morning. It'll be here soon. I sure do enjoy the coffee. All right, back over to the country, please, and text line, 885-3776. Like I said, White Denzel is predicting that Oregon is going to beat Colorado by 35 points. Who has Oregon beaten so far? They are 3-0. They have not played a Pac-12 team. They beat Portland State 81-7. They then went to Texas Tech and beat them 38-30. And that's no little thing. That's a good, solid Texas Tech program. You had to go to their place. And then they beat Hawaii 55-10. 
Now, so Hawaii, Texas Tech, and then Portland State. And so it's obvious that the best team they've played is Texas Tech. It was at their building, beat them by 8, 38-30. But you give up 30 points to Texas Tech in a win. Texas Tech, meanwhile, also lost at Wyoming in a close game the week before in the season opener. you remember that. This past week, Texas Tech beat Tarleton State from the state of Texas 41-3. Now, Tarleton State, um, they're... You know, not on, not at the FBS level, obviously, but they're a good team and a good program. They're two and one. That was their first loss. Of course, you know, stepping up a level and playing Texas Tech is tough on the road. But the the Tarleton State offensive coordinator is Mason Miller, former offensive line coach under Mike Leach, who um, when Zach Arnett got the job after Mike Leach's passing, and um, didn't retain most of the offensive staff previously. Mason is one of those staff members who went to become an offensive coordinator somewhere. Um, so Mason Miller, OC at Tarleton State. They put up 52 in week one at McNeese and put up 52 in week two against North Alabama, playing teams that are on their level. He's running a good offense out there. Um, you know, Steve Spurrier Jr. went to Tulsa. He's the offensive coordinator at Tulsa. And... Um, of course, Drew Hollingshead went to Western Kentucky, and he is the OC at Western Kentucky. But anyway, so like this little tangled web we weave right here. But looking at it, I mean, Oregon's obviously good. They're ranked in the top ten. They've got them as huge prohibitive favorites in this game. And I'm – Denzel, I'm going to differ with you. You think Oregon's going to beat Colorado by 35 points. Uh, he says Oregon is really good at home. They have a coaching advantage, better defense, considering uh, no Travis Hunter, and a really good quarterback, and they do. And and they are good at home in a heck of an atmosphere. I mean, that's that place is going to be just berserk, you know, because Prime and Colorado bring them out, man. I, I don't know that we've ever seen anything like him and that and what they're doing, okay, but I'm just going to say I think Colorado is very well coached. I do. They're not perfect, but I think they're well coached. I know they're good on offense. And, um, yeah, I, I think Oregon will win the game, but I don't think it's going to be a 35-point blowout. In fact, I think it's going to be a lot closer when it's all said than done. Excuse me. All said and done. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, J-Rock says, Ole Miss 27, Alabama 10. Quarterback, mismatch. South Florida shut him down. It's just about uh, – yeah, but, you know, Jalen Milrow didn't play for Alabama this past week. They're going back to him. But that's also part of it, too. I mean, like, they're going to start a guy and played in two weeks. Uh, State grad 98 says, what do you think about the other big game, Notre Dame and Ohio State? Well, okay, it's at Notre Dame, and I sort of feel like Ohio State should tear them apart and run them off the field, but, you know, I don't know that they will. Hey, get a little Rudy going right here. Oh, he's so 
You gotta love the movie Rudy, don't you? Like, you're hearing this, the acapella version of their fight song while he's out there getting the pulp beat out of him at practice. So Notre Dame 4-0 with wins over Navy 42-3, Tennessee State 56-3, NC State 45-24, and Central Michigan 41-17. So to say that they are stepping it up a notch in competition is an understatement. And so even though it's at Notre Dame, I expect Ohio State to handle them. What do you think? Uh, Ohio State 3-0. Who they beat? Indiana on the road, 23-3. Youngstown State, 35-7. And put up 63 on Western Kentucky this past week. Yeah, I hadn't really played anybody either, but I would expect them to win that game. I would. Uh, Tyga, Texas Show, said, From an LSU perspective, I hope Ole Miss pulls out the win against the Bammers. I want them feeling good about themselves next week when we go to Oxford and kick their butts. <laughs> Here we go, big finish. He said that he's going to be at that game with his cousin who's a huge Ole Miss fan, and uh, he was probably listening to the show right now. So, Tyga's cousin. You're going to go to that LSU Ole Miss game with your cousin Tyga, and he's, he's already said he hopes y'all are riding high after a win over Bama because LSU's coming in there, and in his words, not mine, Going to kick your butts. <laughs> Got it? Got it. All right. Over here on the Murray West live thread, go to murraywest.com. Contract embroidery company here in the state of Mississippi going all the way back to 1996. They do it right. They do it the best and have for a long time. Uh, custom apparel. You know, you need your logo embroidered on anything. It could be, you know, your, your clothing, your hats, promotional items, whatever it is, that's where you go. And again, it's Murray West, M-U-R-R-Y West, MurrayWest.com. And follow them on Instagram if you haven't already. Check them out. You kind of see what the operation's like there. It's uh, at Murray West Official on Instagram. Sven says Sam Hartman will win the game late for Rudy against the Buckeyes. Now, I'll tell you what now. There's no question Notre Dame wins the quarterback matchup in that game. In fact, because of Sam Hartman, they're going to win just about any quarterback matchup they're in. He's top two. You know, I don't know who the others are. But I mean, he's, uh, he's right there. He's that good. I mean, can you imagine Sam Hartman on Ohio State's team? Maybe he does win it for them. I'll say this, Finn. If they're going to beat him, they're going to need a huge game out of him. For sure. Uh, Jimmy comments, says Mason Miller is offensive coordinator at Tarleton. That's right. And then he says, fun fact, he runs the ball. <laughs> and listen, you know what? Um, Steve Spurrier Jr., I think we talked about this, Jimmy, but Steve Spurrier Jr., you know, he was Mike Leach's receivers coach, outside receivers coach all those years in the air raid at different schools. And when he was not retained at state, he went and got the OC job at Tulsa. You watch Tulsa play, and it's like they do all kinds of stuff. It's like two tight ends. We just call that ace with two tight ends on the line of scrimmage. You know, straight up, you know, power football. Uh, 
wide zone, running with tight ends, some under center, and then they'll get in the shotgun, spread it out, zone read, RPO, throw some air raid stuff. Like they're doing all kinds of stuff there. I haven't seen Western Kentucky, but I know that they've had the sort of modernized air raid that incorporated a lot of RPO and different type stuff. So, yeah, it's really kind of all over the map. Chuck on the Murray West live thread says, when Alabama plays Ole Miss, I always root for the earth to swaddle them both up. (laughs) Now, you don't really mean that. You don't mean that literally. Uh, Jimmy, you may have a good point here. And who is it, by the way? I don't know who it is. He says that the offensive coordinator at Colorado is not getting nearly enough credit. He said Coach Prime's getting all the oxygen. Yeah, I, but I don't know who it is. Uh, that's one I would have to – I would actually have to Google that to find out. And back over to the text line, the country-pleasing text line. White Denzel says Oregon is really good at home. We read that one. Jason in Flagstaff says, am I the only one who misses the old intro? That had, yeah, it had Jack Crystal and uh, who else? Uh, Jerry Clower. I'm going to have to um, find that. I got it around here somewhere. More of your text coming up. And I think uh, Uncle Bill solved the high-pitched whistling sound some of y'all were hearing. I think he was standing on the court over there. No, I think we got the issue fixed, so hopefully... You're not having to deal with that anymore. Hats off to Bill. All right. Hour one rolling along here. More texts, more comments, more previews coming up. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. At Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. I'm here. Beaver's here. All y'all are here. We appreciate you being here. Speaking of Beaver, let's let's holler at the man. Hey, B. Hey, Matt White. Did you notice at the beginning of the show that I legit thought it was Thursday? No. No, I didn't, but someone called about that. Yeah. Talk, called about you not knowing what day it was. Yeah. I, I didn't hear that part. Were they really mad or critical? Or like something's wrong with them? You need to check on Matt? Like, no, 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 no. Okay. They just, they were just saying, hey, tell them that yeah. someone else on some other radio station also didn't know what day it was. <laughs> well, I don't care about <laughs> someone else on some other radio station. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, hey, spur of the moment, without any warning whatsoever, Beaver, are you up for a game of overrated, underrated real quick? Sure. We don't want to offend Trip, though. But Per twip. Sure. <laughs> I love how you've embraced that. Uh, well, I, how could I not? I will never hear the name Trip again without thinking of you going, ah, oh, poor little twip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did baby talk. 
You know, consequently, we have not heard from Trip again. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that yesterday <laughs> when you mentioned that, yeah. when you brought him up. Okay, well, check it out. So, Beaver, on this day, all the way back, way, way, way back, all the way back in 1984, this day, September 20th, 1984, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time began airing. It premiered. The first episode premiered on NBC. This day, 84, of this show right here. Hey, you know what show it is, B? Cosby Show. Yes, sir, buddy. The Cosby Show. And I tell you, I'm torn inside, Beaver, because, you know, it's a great show with lots of right principles and great comedy and everything else, but, like, nobody wants you to watch it because of him in real life. But it's like, it's just a TV show. And I know it's got his name on it and everything. But uh, several different versions of the intro, all that kind of stuff. So if we were to if we were to ask you, Beaver, overrated, underrated, or just right, what would you say? Just right. I remember watching it when I was little, and I was a Cosby Show fan. Yeah. Me too. When Rudy was really little, it cracked me up, like in the early seasons. Yeah. And like when she she and the family did the lip sync to the – to the blues song and surprising the grandparents on their anniversary. Like, love that episode. Nick texted the show and said, Young Theo and Cro- Cockroach were great TV. They were, weren't they? And all the friends that would make their way into the show. The whole, it's a, it's a fantastic show. This is the season seven intro right here. Great intros, great music, great comedy, and and it it does. It's like I don't know, Beaver. Help me out here. People sort of there's this whole section of people out here that that would really frown upon you if you were watching Cosby Show reruns. I don't even, I mean I don't know where you would, but I'm sure you can because in real life he was a bad guy, you know. A, and, and went to jail for it and stuff. But the show itself is just an entertainment TV show. He's playing a character. Why can't I watch the show, right? Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Jack Black said on High Fidelity, he was talking about Stevie Wonder, but we can apply it here, too. He said, can a formerly great artist... But what is the word he used? Can a formerly great artist be criticized for his latter-day sins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning, if you want to go back 35 years and watch Cosby Show, watch Cosby Show. Yeah. On the Murray West Live thread, uh, Chuck says, The Cosby Show comes down to whether you can separate the art from the artist. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, so there's that. And then... Who was State Grad ninety eight says I had a crush on Denise Huxtable. Well, you weren't the only one, State Grad. I'm right there with you. And millions of other adolescent 
boys when they were watching the Cosby show back then. Uh, I got one more for you, Beef. So on, that was September 20th, 1984. The Cosby show premiered. Get this. That was on it. The Cosby show on September 20th, 1984 was on NBC. That same exact night, 9-20-84 on ABC, this show premiered. All right, let's see if you know this one, baby. You know what show this is. Is that Growing Pains? It's not Growing Pains. You're close. It's Who's the Boss? Okay. Uh, Tony Danza, Melissa Milano. Another crush for all the teenage boys out there, you know, when they started watching that show. All right, so Who's the Boss? Over, under, or appropriate? You know I never watched it. Really? I'm surprised never, by that. I can't remember ever seeing an episode. Okay. So you never watched it. Isn't that something? So you're a little bit younger. So, you know, I, I guess it's one of those where it wasn't as syndicated, like replay stuff for you coming up as the Cosby show would have been, I guess. Yeah. Tony Danz is a great actor. He was on Taxi. Anyway, those two shows premiered on the same night. And again, if you're a young person listening, you don't understand this. But there's a day and a time where us old folks, we came up knowing what it was like when there's no such thing as computers in the house. <laughs> I'm just telling you, there weren't. You know, in the 80s, you didn't have a computer in your house. You know, like you weren't, there was no internet, nothing like that. Nothing, none of that existed, right? So the entertainment was either you went out and played ball or you came in and watched TV. That, like, that's your entertainment. Or you went fishing. And it was appointment viewing. And so these like these classic shows would you'd come in and on like again if it's a Thursday night turn it on you had to make a decision Cosby on NBC or who's the boss on ABC which one you know and and people watch shows like that as well as news it was a different time back then somebody has accused me of Chris Brooksing <laughs> Bill said is Matt Chris Brooksing me now. He says, now i got to get out of the truck again. Now we're done with that. We're, okay, it was just a second or two. And speaking of, Tripp, who got on our case earlier this week about, his comment was, can we please you know, have the final season of this kind of crap on your show, is basically what he said. And we got on his case, called him a baby. He just texted in and said, too busy with other things. On the Alabama coast right now, and instead of signing it Trip, he signed it Twip. With a W. <laughs> good stuff. And thanks for being a good sport. Uh, on the football side of things, Tony texts the show, and he thinks uh, he, he is picking, he says, Gump's 24, Chump's 27. <laughs> so he's got Ole Miss beating Alabama 27 to 24. He called them Gump's and Chump's. Uh, somebody else said, if you are the head coach Saturday, how many touches is Wright getting, and how would you use him? I, yeah, honestly, I mean, I would use him if I'm the head coach, but the deal is you got to run, you got to get some first downs to to kind of get into your play sheet and get into your your toys that you can use or your tricks that you can use. You got to run enough plays. And the, last week they ran 50 and got hardly any first downs. 
They just got smoked and dominated. Couldn't stay on the field at all. They were pitiful offensively. And when that's going on, it's like if your ratio is he runs one to every five, you know, whatever that is, is kind of you're hoping it would be, well, you only run 50 plays, he, he runs five, which is about what he ran. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be trying to get the ratio up a little more just to throw something else that the defense are going to have to defend a few more times and maybe take some pressure off your offensive line a play or two just because that O-line was a mess at times in the ballgame the other day. You know, missing guys, don't know where to go, stepping in the wrong direction, pulling the wrong direction. Way too much of that stuff on the offensive line for State. For sure. <laughs> more, more bully. It's true. He said, Cosby set fashion trends with his sweaters. I mean, for a long time. You see a buddy wearing a brightly colored, multicolored sweater with some design or pattern on it. You, what would you, you say? Hey, nice sweater, Dr. Huxtable. I mean, that's really what he was associated with. All right, so look, hour one is in the books. Hour two coming up. I'm going to take a look, a little bit deeper look at some of these games that are coming up this weekend and a look at some of the schedule that we didn't get to here in hour one. All of that and more. Anything you want to get into is cool with me. Text or call on the other side. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. 